Welcome to the Jesus People segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, a place where each week we're going to hear from different people about what it means to walk with God. We hope that you leave encouraged and equipped and that this builds your faith for what God wants to do in your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Karis Frigi, and I have... This is Andrew Zanaco. This is Sam. Yes. That was actually... We should do that every time. (laughs) Um, We have two people on today because of last week's topic in church was exciting... And I did not Woo! cringe, even yeah. though you said I did. Um, <laughs> I can we see talked... everybody's face is cringing. No. Yes. So we're in this series, as we have said, and it's called Cultural Architects, but kind of the springboard for it all. We're like, what are the things that culture is talking about a lot that the church is either silent about or ambiguous about? How do we talk about these things? Not having to be right, mm. but wanting to get God's heart and let him call the shots. Right. Totally. Like, let's get out of the way with our opinions and our rightness and just just spend time in a conversation where it's like everyone is de-weaponized, sort of. Mm. So that was the intent. And this week we talked about sex and sexuality. And I thought it was a really wonderful message, actually, surprisingly. (laughs) Surprisingly, especially after the love message. That was such a disappointment. I was not disappointed with this one. I felt like... I feel if you missed the message, it is on our podcast and it is worth going back and watching or listening to. Um, And I, you know, I was thinking, I even saw some young kids in the service and I Mm -hmm. felt nervous for their parents. And, but when I got home with Chad, we just were like, man, that's when it starts. Like Mm -hmm. there, you start getting assaulted bisexual things at a young age and it doesn't really let up. And so let's, let's be people who are willing to have the conversation and, Actually, I heard an encouraging testimony from one of the, from like an eleven-year-old or something. Oh, but I can't say it because I think her mom wasn't supposed to tell, or his mom, <laughs> whoever it was, wasn't, wasn't supposed to tell the testimony. It's one okay. of those things. Mm. But it is like the parents listening will appreciate that, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like what I try to <laughs> practice. Good. I think Chris Valadin talks about the principle of first mention with mm. your kids, and so with them, I try to throw out phrases and see if I get a rebound. And mm. have you? Oh wow, Eden, has anyone talked to you about blah blah blah? And she's like, No, what's that? I'm like. Perfect. And so then I get to be the first person who talks about it. Don't worry. (laughs) So this is a subject though that I feel like most of our listeners will have heard about before. So we are not probably we are not working on definitions. (laughs) We're not talking about (laughs) sex or in marriage or anything because this is a mixed audience. However, I hope you went to life group this week because we all Mm. split up, and our life group was all girls. So Chad left and it, it was a productive <laughs> hey, conversation. Chad Frigi, I've been there, bro. Yeah. He, oh, he was like I so happy. He's like, yeah. I'm going to go fix the garage. He's yeah. Like, great. Great. Um, <laughs> but it was great. Sam, did you guys have good discussion? Uh, we actually did not meet, uh, this oh, wow. week. You so. just chose to be silent. No, we had <laughs> people traveling. So <laughs> that's great. No, it, it was good. Boy and I'm sure the topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're out on this one. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't meet. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're not talking about that today. That you is. You ask me about life group. <clears throat> the heck, oh, I guys. thought you didn't go. Oh, you had it later. Okay, because you guys split up. No, I didn't go. We're doing it on Friday. <laughs> oh, you're doing it. So you're the doing guys it are still. Doing this, it on Friday. The guys are meeting on Friday. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for asking. It's a great way to talk Everybody. about it. Probably a good standard in this conversation to not mix audiences. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So we're not. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to hit that side of the message. However, I did really appreciate just the confines you gave it, the clarity mm. that you gave it, that it. I loved how you said, um, there's nothing that you've felt or desired or experienced or been through that God is like um, embarrassed about. Although he obviously hates sin. It's very he, different than being embarrassed. That's right. right. He's yeah. not embarrassed. Totally. Like they were naked and unashamed. That was good. Yep. 
I'm starting to feel awkward, so we're going to move <laughs> on to the second half of the message, <laughs> which is sexuality. And it was kind She's of... No, talking. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. Sexuality was kind of what I, when we were talking about this series, I, um, I feel like I've had some questions from different friends of mine, and in my own heart, the more that culture is talking about this, the more I've been looking for churches to talk about mm. it. And... Mm the more I've been kind of disappointed by right. the conversation as a whole. Or lack thereof, maybe. Right. Both sides. Mostly the conversation. Mm. I'm more okay. offended by the conversation. Happening. Yeah. Not that's, offended. No, that's... I'm more bothered by it. Yeah. Um, in the silence, I like. I want to be like, I know, I know you're thinking something. Like the churches that have remained right. neutral ground that are like well-known churches that, you know, get sure. pinned and on, you know, on public audiences like on Oprah and they're asked these specific right. questions. And that is hard. So the yes. goal of today, um, I was telling y'all, I feel a little bit like we're walking into a minefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I want us to be very humbly uh, vulnerable with all of you to say we're, we're going into this with our own limitations. And so you have to give us grace, sure. especially if you've experienced something that we haven't experienced and we probably won't say everything perfectly. Right. But the point is not to come out with, this is what Antioch thinks is right and so you better line up with this Mm. in terms of it's more like we want to love people well we want to create a conversation that creates other conversations that really leads us all back to like the quiet place with god to eliminate secret Mm. stuff it's great so that's where we're heading today yeah okay great well let's begin (laughs) we had some questions one of them um from our instagram what do you want to hear on the podcast our instagram audience our instagram audience wanted to know our instagram listeners yeah uh wanted to know will we have time to talk about sexuality and how we engage a culture who feels very differently than the traditional biblical model of marriage and sexuality so that is my first question is how do we engage in this culture Sam, what do you want to say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nothing? Okay, I'll go. Go for I'm it. kidding. No, no. <laughs> Sam, he's like, no, wait, really? No, seriously, I got nothing to say. <laughs> um, I think that's a really good question, and I think that we have to have the conversation, and I think that that's how we actually genuinely care for people and love people. Not, not right. like love people who disagree with us or have a sexual orientation we disagree about. I'm just talking about in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so much a part of this series is like, we have to have conversations, not for the sake of being right, but for the sake of relationship. Right. I mean, that's how you have relationship is by talking mm-hmm. and having conversation and all of that. And so if you're going to have conversation, it means like you're going to disagree right. with a human. Like if you're married, you have conversations and you disagree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I, I don't, I think for us as a church and as people who follow Jesus, like I want to, I want to be like less, um, I want to be less scared about having these conversations yes. so that we can have more of the conversations, not yeah. so that we can be more right and like strong on people and convince them that because whatever, that we're just better than anybody. It's not the point. And I think that that was very much the heart of the message. You know, it's like, this really isn't about being right, uh, being more right than other people. Ultimately our whole lives are about loving God first and yes. honoring him with our entire lives. So, mm-hmm personally and corporately like our sexuality the way we navigate that in our life it's not really it's it's, the 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 bar is i want to honor god you Mm -hmm. know and so let's do that (laughs) and let's have those conversations and and do it from that framework so um 
anyway, so as far as engaging the culture, I think, first of all, I think the first way we engage the culture is by having some sort of personal landing place. Right. I think it's really hard to have conversations when, um, you know, you don't, you, you don't feel settled or like don't have a place to stand on. Does that make sense? No, I, absolutely. I, I was going to ask you to define personal landing space. Do you mean like, this is what I personally believe? Yeah. Like, I think it's a huge thing. A, it seems that in the church, there's a big question like, is, so what we said in the message was this isn't like a homosexuality message or a, this message it's a human sexuality message and i think we have yeah. to keep it a human sexuality conversation mm-hmm. yeah. i think that's where we go wrong pretty quick is right. when we start singling out certain things um and you know there uh, there's always sort of more focused conversations to have about every nuanced yeah. topic but in on the general i think that a lot of times this becomes like a just strictly a homosexuality question and is homosexuality sin right. or not and is it okay or not and right. all that kind of stuff and i think that that is a fair question and it's also part of a bigger framework though right which we send the message which is like well according so what what we believe god has made very clear right. is that any expression of sex and sexuality outside of the con outside of the boundaries of right. one man and one woman in lifelong marriage covenant together is sin so it's right. it, like we so we have to have, and I think there's so many examples of that in the Bible where, you know, people will rail on these verses that says, you know, sexually immoral won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. And I'm like, time out. That was actually, that's one sentence is like two verses long and actually lists a lot of things that you mm-hmm. do too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that makes either one of you right. I'm yeah. saying that makes all of us in need of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's have the conversation from that angle. So yeah, it's right. like, well... I'm not gay. I've not struggled with same-sex attraction. Those people over there are super jacked up. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get there? (laughs) We're off on a whole lot of levels. Even if you're quote-unquote right about that's a sin that I'm looking at, you can be right about that and still be totally wrong, (laughs) you know, in the gospel. So, uh, like, 1 Corinthians, I forget what it is. I think it's 2 or maybe 2 Corinthians 2, whenever it is. But it just, Paul's listing off all of these things about, he's saying like, you know, the world you're living in is this, 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 and this, and this, and all these sort of things. And mm-hmm. he says, and so were some of you mm-hmm. <laughs> before you right. turned to Jesus. And I think we cannot lose sight of right. the fact that like, personally, I got saved right. and I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I think the conversation has to start there, whether it's about sexuality or anything else happening mm-hmm. in right. the world or the culture that we're engaging so I think step one are those things. Like, right. number one, I got saved. And so <clears throat> I'm not better than anybody just because I got saved. Right. <laughs> like, I, I needed Jesus. Right. And, but then I think personally, we have to, I have to have conviction. And I, I want clarity on this so that I can have helpful conversations right. with people. Because if something really is sin, then that means it leads to death. It means yeah. it doesn't help me or anybody else live the life that God's called me or anybody else to live. It's costly. And so we have to talk about those things for the sake of being free and being the people God's called us to be. We've got to talk about that right. stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to talk about it. Right. You know, I, I liked how in your message you talked about, you, you brought out your lighter. Yeah. Um, and you, anyway. it wasn't mine. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you brought out your lighter, but you're saying <laughs> that we're made to burn some for something mm-hmm. and how, I mean, I don't think there's a human on earth that hasn't experienced sexual brokenness to a certain extent, um, whether it's that they've just even seen it on TV. Um, But like that, we all have this longing inside of us to burn with passion. And and like the 
purest ways mm-hmm. with the Lord, but he also like God created these relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for me, it would be good for us to just say to, as a church, like we want to welcome all people from whatever they're struggling with. Right. And um, I think I have mel- met with and been friends with people who love Jesus and are legitimately struggling with same sex attraction. Yeah. And that doesn't make them a worse Christian than me. Totally. It doesn't make them less loved by God. It doesn't make them like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. You're struggling with that. I struggle with irritability with my kids. Like we're in the same boat in that's, that that's we have phrase, a sin yeah. nature. Um, but then there is this other thing of like, because culture is talking about this in a way, which is something you spoke about is it's, it becomes an identity piece. Right. Like I don't walk around saying like, I'm irritable, just like respect my irritability, you mm. know, like deal mm, with yeah. it. It's, but, but why is this sexuality thing? Why does it become an identity piece? And how do we, how do we engage in friendship with, with people who are actively identifying mm. as these things in a way where we, bring back the identity of God or, or yeah, what, like right. what's our role, I guess. Is it yeah. my job to look at someone and be like, mm. that's not who you are. Or right. do I let the Holy spirit do that? Cause that's the Bible says he's the one that convicts the world according to sin, righteousness yeah. and judgment. And right. Yeah. Like, is it wrong to say totally silent? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like these are the questions that maybe yes. I'm asking. My friends are asking yeah. is like, how do we love people well Yeah. in yeah. these situations? It's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to what Andrew was saying on the like, we have to talk about these things because mm-hmm. we we know the way the truth and the life and we know how we were created and like mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's almost like well we we know and we're experiencing and we're living out and it doesn't mean we're more right or anything like that but it's like we're we're tasting of a well that never runs dry mm-hmm. and so why would it be loving to not engage those conversations mm-hmm. and to step in and have those conversations and so I think it's it's uh, f- that's like you said that's what friends do that's mm-hmm. what we do like we we have conversation that's how you develop relationships and so I think it's just going and starting conversation with the people that you're mm-hmm. walking with you know mm-hmm. and and then yeah going from there I don't know yeah <laughs> I, th- I think I think we have to do it in, in relationship right. too you know like yeah the, definitely it's that's definitely I mean. not our job to walk around telling everybody what their sin is right i can say that for sure yeah like that's not there that's not a thing mm-hmm. i know that what jesus said my job is to love god and love people right mm-hmm. and so yeah. part of loving people can be talking about sin and their life and in my life and ironing sharp sharpen right. iron sharpening iron and all of those sorts of things but i don't that doesn't that's not some blanket commissioning from God (laughs) to say like, okay, the job of the church is to make sure that everybody else in the world knows all the things they're doing that are sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to love people and help them find Jesus. Just like we needed somebody to love us and help us find Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is the judge. We're not Mm -hmm. They're like period full stop. So I think that that ultimately frees us up to have those helpful and loving conversations because it's a very different conversation that, you and I can have together, mm-hmm. Sam, about like if I'm calling you on something, mm-hmm. it's a very different conversation we're having if if I'm saying it with you owing me something sure. for that because I'm right or I'm the boss totally or the judge or the yeah. whatever, you know, like it's yeah. a very different conversation than just having the conversation more along the lines of like, you don't know me. You don't, you don't even have to respond right. 
Like you don't owe me changing any. You don't have right. to change your choices. You don't have to change any of that. I'm just we're just talking about that because we're we're friends and I'm caring about you and it's like cool. So what about this thing? And yeah. if you shut that thing down and you're like not interested, I just don't see where it's my responsibility to keep harping on that thing right. and make sure that you respond the mm-hmm. way I think you should and all of that kind of stuff. Like I think so. Anyway, I, so I think that translates to yeah. a lot of these conversations because I think that there's a lot of Christians wondering like, okay, well, what do I do? You know, what yeah. do I do with the world that we're living in? Or my friend that's gay, or or, or the um, attractions that I have, and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And I think we there, we have to have relationship with people mm-hmm. to have those conversations in the right way and in the helpful way, right. um, because being right isn't necessarily helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being helpful is helpful. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to be helpful, you do need to be right. But sometimes that comes second after right. having a relationship and all of that kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, saying, like, I've got everything figured out. Right. I don't think it's our job or, like, that we're, we need to be carrying the weight of making sure that every person knows all of their sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I so think, there's that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think, what like, you, from yeah. um, someone in my family who I dearly love, um, having conversation having this conversation and them knowing that I go to a church and them knowing that I have a, like, um, I think they said something like a vibrant spiritual life. I want, I want them to feel like they have an open invitation to my church at any point. Right. And that I'm not requiring of them in order to be in relationship with them, that they get something together or they align with me. Yeah. Um, and how, like, I think the more we're talking, the more I'm like, when I'm in relationship with people, like, I don't know about y'all, but even with friendships, you can see people's weaknesses and you just mm. be like, oh, if you take care of that mess, sure. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you'd be a lot better of a person. <laughs> but I find that saying those things is never, not never, but very rarely does it enhance our friendship. And instead, if I point them to spending time with the Lord, yes. the Lord addresses it. And right. he has a way of, at least with me, where... He can call out my sin that I do not respond well when anyone else does. Mm-hmm. And he does it in such a kind way, right. but in such a convicting way. Mm-hmm. And I think if we if we could build friendships and then trust the Holy Spirit that if we push people to spend time with Jesus before anything mm-hmm. gets taken care of, before they stop sleeping with their boyfriend or girlfriend, before mm-hmm. they whatever, right? Um, that if we would like trust the Lord to do what he said he would do yeah. and work out salvation while we work it out. Like mm-hmm. while we spend time with him, he, he's helping us, you know? And I, I think yeah. that was what encouraged me about your testimony on Sunday. Was it mm-hmm. really, it was not Andrew deciding, Hey, I'm going to get free of this addiction Right. from what you said. It was like, <laughs> it was like I'm at some point God was like, okay, yeah, it's time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that not only is that like your testimony, but I, I would hope we talk about that verse a lot in revelation that, that, that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy mm-hmm. and that, what he did for you because you're leading our church, he wants to do for other people. And, and if we could, if we could be known around the city as a church where anyone is welcome yeah. and there's not going to be pressure before. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like how yeah. do we just yeah. not have pressure? Yeah. Well, I, I think a huge thing is like this whole, I think we, we focus on sin too much mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our own lives and in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like we're, 
we focus on it too much. We focus on it, I think, more than more than God does. I think we need to focus on the Holy Spirit a whole lot more. Right. We, we, we need to focus on truth and what Jesus says and righteousness yeah. and good things. Like Philippians 4, 8 yeah. lists off all yeah. the things we should be thinking about, and mm-hmm. none of them are sin. Right. Yeah. So there's that you know so i think because i think if we do those things Mm -hmm. the sin thing takes care of itself it's like when we focus on the all-consuming fire the distraction of the lighter takes care of itself right if we're living our lives staring at lighters saying like ah those are bad you know like we're gonna it we're gonna we're gonna mess something up in our own lives right somebody else's life so i think that we just are are focusing on the wrong things too much and Mm -hmm. and i think with good intention and stuff, maybe sometimes we're not always asking the best question, the best first mm. question, you know, which is like, how do I, how do I talk with somebody who's actively engaging in sexual sin? It's like, how do you talk to your friends right. about following God? Mm-hmm. That's probably the better first question, right. you know? And, right. and I think when I look at Jesus, he was amazing at that. Like mm-hmm. he always dealt with people's sin, but I don't know that it was very frequently the first thing that was dealt with. Right. Sure. You know, it was very much, like the person first. Right. And I think about the woman caught in adultery and it's like, she's caught in the whole deal. Yeah. And like the last thing he says in the whole exchange is like, Oh, and like, go, go, go live your life and sin no more. Right. So like very much making the point, this is sin and you shouldn't do it. But what Jesus was focused on was life. Like right. he didn't come to call us on our sin. He came to give us life and right. life abundantly. That's right. So Jesus was focused on giving life to people. Mm-hmm. And so when we're focused on the conversation from that angle with a friend or right. whatever, we don't need to worry so much about, are we picking the right words? We need to make sure we have the right heart right. when we're going about things. That's and so I think helpful. that's true in yeah. workplace conversations, yeah. in parenting, in marriage, in any of these things. I think there's a whole lot more room in our lives to be honest about the things that we are like, uh, we don't have perfectly put together, mm-hmm. but we're just saying, you know, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, before we even started, we're like, gosh, we feel like we're about to step into a minefield. But I was like, well, let's just call it what it is and say, we're just trying to have a conversation. We want to love, you know, people enough to mm-hmm. have to like risk having the conversation poorly, but it, but at least maybe we can have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and I think the more we just enter into conversations like that in general, yeah. Like I'm trying to do that with Heather more in our marriage. Sure. <laughs> just like I know that I don't have this whole thing figured out. Yeah. But I know something has to be said, so I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's probably not going to come out right but at least I'm getting the ball rolling. Right. So can we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and so because I care about our marriage being awesome Yeah. and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. so the friend who's caught in the sexual sin, like ask a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. you know, like once I've done that plenty of times with friends. I've had friends do that with me. It's like they get close enough and it's like, Hey dude, have you thought about that, that you're doing? Do you think that's like, is that helpful for how right. you're trying to walk with God or the life you're trying to live? Right. Is it, do you think that that's helping you? And it starts really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Pr- pretty frequently, even if it doesn't quote unquote go where I want it to go. Right. <laughs> it's at least interesting conversation. And, right. and it's like, cool. Starts that the takes the next step, starts yeah. the dialogue. And ultimately that person landing with God rightly is not my responsibility. Right. So, you know, they're going to respond or they're going to respond. And, just like I respond how I respond yeah. to things. Mm-hmm. And I should respond better to things much more often than I do and all yeah. of that. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
I really think the key. No, I think it's great. I think the key, uh, something you just said, I love so much, is like the heart behind you coming and talking. I think that's huge, uh, and I think people see that. Obviously, (laughs) people know when you're coming and just trying to be right. But people also can feel like uh, I'm trying to love. Like Jesus in that moment with the woman at the well, he did call out her sin but like you said it, he came first to give life and rivers if, yeah that's right and we come in and we give that from the overflow because the truth is he's in us mm-hmm. and so when we sit down and talk with people they have an opportunity to meet the truth mm-hmm. and the truth can set them free yeah. mm-hmm. and like we have to come then and just position ourselves in that way yeah i think jesus had incredible revelation that sin was taken care of mm-hmm yeah, that's a good word. So he could talk about it from that yeah. standpoint. And I think that's why we have to remember we're saved. That's what I'm, yeah, I, like, I think he could address anything because he knew he was paying for it. Mm-hmm. So right. there's no, there's no bite to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, this is killing you. <laughs> this yeah. is, this is hurting you. This is, you've, you've done, you've done this a lot mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked yet and right. it's not going to work next time. Is what he says to the woman right. at the well. Yeah. Like these marriages, you've had five. Five, yeah. You're on number six, and that one's not going to work either. Mm-hmm. So you're thirsty. Right. And uh, so I am actually the water of life. Mm-hmm. So drink from me. Yeah. You know, I think that's a very different conversation. Like, dang, girl, you should really stop. You're mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. I wish we could see his interactions. You know, like at one point he says... He's talking about John the Baptist, and he's like, oh, you said, like, he he doesn't drink, and he hangs mm. out in the wilderness, and then here I come, and you call me a glutton mm. because I hang out with, like, tax collectors and sinners, yeah. and, and and just the idea that he, he was attractive yeah. to tax collectors and sinners right. is, like, a good challenge in my heart of, like, how yeah. many people do I attract mm. that think that we're, like, diametrically opposed yeah. in mm. our worldviews? Yeah. And if I'm not attracting many of those people— I must not be doing something right. Hmm. You know, like if I'm not, if I, I, and I can remember years ago having a conversation with someone and feeling like I was like, I like hating the term homophobic, but feeling like I was afraid to engage in conversations with anyone who Hmm. didn't think heterosexual marriage was God's best. Like it was Mm -hmm. like, I was afraid Hmm. and I don't want us to be afraid. Right of loving people and engaging and, and getting in conversations that feel like they're over our head. Because yeah. I think one of the things we talked about is that we, we make things complicated, Yeah. but God isn't, he's not confused. Yeah. Like when he made people, he wasn't like, right. is it a girl or a boy? I just yeah. am not sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he wasn't confused. So why do I, yeah. why would I be confused? Yeah. Or why do I feel like I have to like answer everyone's questions when I can just point them? to the truth you know yeah i think i I don't think it's possible to have a conversation that's over our head if our only agenda is to love people Mm -hmm. like because ultimately me having an answer or us agreeing or whatever like you can't you can't get over my head Mm -hmm. because if you present something to me that i don't have a thought on Mm -hmm. and it's over my head in that Mm -hmm. regard it doesn't change the fact that my that i'm here to love you right Mm -hmm. so like you you can Say whatever you want. Right. <laughs> Jesus, like, let people crucify him. Right. Like, he was over his head. Like, he yeah. couldn't, like, he's, he's torn apart. Yeah. You know, the whole deal. And it's like, well, I guess the reason I'm here isn't to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm here to die mm-hmm. and show you that I love you. Right. So, okay, you know, like, you can, we can have whatever conversation. You can respond however you want to respond. 
Mm-hmm. I, like I'm not waiting for, I don't need anything from you. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for you to change before I approve right. of you as a human being right. mm-hmm. or I like you or will let you be my friend or like you don't owe me anything. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm just here to, to love and there's so much freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't, I know, I don't know about you guys, but like it super rubs on me because mm-hmm. frankly, like I want to be right about everything sure. in life. Oh, you know, like that's <laughs> whatever. Take it, you know, <laughs> I just you don't. don't. Sam, Sam doesn't. I was Karis just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, about. I don't think Sam can relate to that, but you were acting like you did, which was nice. He's, he pretends, he does I that know, for me. Like, oh, yeah. He pretends like he I knows what it's like too. to be a wreck sure. like me. Once yes. every 10 years. <laughs> um, I, I think like, so just what I hope from this conversation is that we all are entering in feeling equipped to go and love people yeah. well. And to say, I have full permission in every relationship I have or every person I come in contact with today, like I cannot, I cannot out give God or Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't like overexpress his love. Mm -hmm. There's no risk. Like if you, if you are at a restaurant and your waiter, you notice, you know, is not of the same orientation as you, you can love them. You can tip them. You can bless (laughs) them. And they are not going to be like, they must approve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you don't have to make a big point about it. It's just, yeah. You know, just like, love. Or, and I feel like there's specifically, I don't know if there is, but just in my mind, it's like, what if you're, you've been friends with people for a long time and you love mm. them and they start to walk in that. Is it your job? And yeah. just like for, for people to feel equipped to be like, I get to yeah. love them. Not only that, but like, this is when the gifts of prophecy, if you can prophesy, if you can get God's heart for someone and share that and it, the, in the Bible literally says it, the secrets of their heart will be exposed and they'll mm. repent. Yeah. Like that's what, this is what prophecy could be so great for right? Yeah. is to like yeah. love people, wait on God for them be like, Hey, I was right. praying for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we can't, there is no, there is no risk to that. Mm-hmm. Um, in a yeah. good way. Like you're not, God's not going to be like, wish you wouldn't have been so gracious. I kind of <laughs> wish you would have just told him what was up. Yeah. You, yeah. But then also the line. Well, I think the friend thing is where it, it, yeah. it, it there's, there's different types of relationships. We all right. know that there's different relationships in our life. There's, there's people in my life right now that I will call them out on whatever mm-hmm. sin because we're friends. Right. And but you don't make life, your friendship contingent on their. Exactly. Right, so I think right. we treat it the same way where it's like, if I see a friend doing something stupid, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to cost him or like what, you know, whatever the thing, like mm-hmm. I'm his friend. I'm going to be like, Hey dude, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, not because I'm in charge of you. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I, I care about you. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Here's all the reasons why that's going to hurt you. The mm-hmm. things that are going to cost you all those sort of things. Like somebody's got to get up in your world right yeah. now and say, Hey, that's a bad choice. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I think it's the same thing with anything else to be mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, I thought we were going after God mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And, yeah. and you call me on it too, whether it's the way I'm spending my money right. or whatever it Anything, is, you yeah. know, like I think, I think we need to be more free to be friends mm-hmm. with people. Right. And when we, our agenda is to love people well, our agenda is to be genuine friends, like who are trying to follow God, all that kind of stuff. And we walk with the Holy spirit. I think that, yeah. clarifies things. It doesn't necessarily make it feel easier and all it, right. you know, there's not some like magic thing where all of a sudden doing all of this is like the easiest thing and it's a breeze. I just think that it can clarify next steps on things. So I have a, a question like, like hypothetically, Sam, let's sure. say Sam conflict averse. I'm assuming, am I right? 
What? Do you love conflict? I no, I do not. You do not. So let's <laughs> not say you've necessarily had no. a lifelong friend. <laughs> he starts like dating a guy, and you want to speak the truth, but you mm. also want to maintain the friendship. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to come at it the same way Andrew would. Like, I, no offense, Andrew, but like you're gonna you're making a big assumption right you're now. Gonna, right. Whatever you it is would, you're assuming, you would, it would yeah. be harder for you to like. Do you feel like? Am I saying mm. this? Am I putting words in your mouth? No, I think. I I don't think so actually. Mm-hmm. I think the like the part about conflict I don't like is okay, um there's like uh having to put draw a line or put something somewhere that um because of like a requirement or something. Mm-hmm. But in this scenario there, okay, let's that say is, he asks you to be a groomsman in his well, wedding. Well, sure. It's great. Which That's I've had a, a friend example. walk through this exact thing. She got a letter and it's like, "Will you be a, my bridesmaid yes. or my best friend in high school?" actively mm-hmm. living she's marrying a woman and like what do you say right right what honors god what doesn't and i don't right. think there's a yeah i don't think there's a right or wrong i just mm. think like can mm. we talk about these kind of sticky issues and say yeah yeah totally i mean i think that in this example us being friends i think i could approach the guy as a friend and be like listen i'm like i don't agree with this so i'm let's have the dialogue on why i wouldn't step into that place i think it's important to say you don't i don't agree with this for you like right exactly i, I, I don't it's hard you, it, that's a hard con- i don't know the answer I know. it's not totally yeah not be- yeah like i don't agree on it at large but also like i know you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. mm-hmm. it's just hard yeah totally is hard and and i think that's part of like what um kind of like what jesus was doing was he definitely confronted it like we've mm-hmm. talked about he mm-hmm. confronted it um but it wasn't a uh, just to point out you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It was a there is uh, another way, mm-hmm. you know. And we, I feel like as people, like you know, Pilgrim's Progress, like we want to be people that are remembered mm. in each Pilgrim's Progress as people who are spurring them on to the Lord, not people who like totally allowed, like not on That's my right. watch. Do I want to right. let my friends stumble into the fire? So how yeah. do I do that? And how do I do it in love? And how do I even say there is a possibility? <clears throat> after this conversation right you may not want to be right. friends with me right now yeah. yeah just know like my heart is like i love you that right. this is where it gets so sticky and well, hard and something else i think we haven't talked a lot about here but like our our battle is not against flesh and mm-hmm. bone and so I, I think a big part of the equation in that scenario for me would be I'm going to war. It's not against him yeah. as the friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be fighting in the spirit, mm-hmm. right? And not everyone understands that concept. But mm-hmm. basically, like <laughs> I believe there is a way uh, and a, the truth in the life, and I want him to know that person, mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to pray against the powers that are influencing him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that can be understated yeah yeah definitely. and i think the right answer is always to have a conversation yeah yeah like a humble conversation mm-hmm. you know especially when it comes to friends mm-hmm. it's just really like, can we talk about this yeah <laughs> I, I remember months ago having a conversation with a guy who somebody's family maybe a sibling or something was about to uh get married again and had already been through a couple of divorces mm. and and where my friend was he was like honestly like He's just being really, he's like, I don't know how to participate in this because I don't see this going any different (laughs) than the first few. Mm -hmm. Like nothing has changed and all that sort of deal. And it's like causing all this family conflict. So yeah, it's, it it wasn't a homosexual marriage, but it it was a complicated situation. Mm -hmm. I think it's really similar. It's like, whoa, 
how 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 do you, you're asking me to come stand at your side in affirmation of this massive thing you're taking with your life and i don't i don't affirm of this massive st- thing right. you're taking in your life for you like i don't see this actually right. being good for you mm-hmm. and i remember us talking that through he's like I don't want to go, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if I don't go, that's going to cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same situation we're talking mm-hmm. about, even though right. it wasn't a homosexual thing. And we were like, wow, okay, <laughs> we need to talk about that. You know, right. we need to, we need to pray into that. And that's right. it was just amazing to, to see how that conversation went with the Lord of mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Let's all be praying together for the next week and let's search the scriptures and let's believe that God's going to say something right here and right now. And God spoke and made made a specific step for him super clear, and it it's great. it was just awesome. Right. And, I, and so I think even even in the hypotheticals that I think we have such a you know, great heart in wanting to play out the scenarios, that's helpful only to a point totally. because mm-hmm. the the answer genuinely is like we have to walk with God, right? And we have to hear what He's saying. We have to walk, and with then Jesus. you have to whatever's not done by faith, that thing is sin. It's like yeah. okay, so I'm gonna in faith do right. this and this, right? And with with my heart in the right place, and then I'm gonna trust God with the fallout, right? Um, I think circling back kind of like the beginning of the conversation as I've had different conversations with different believers or non-Christians, um, but especially believers who are really wrestling with the issue out of like hearts of compassion and like, Mm. well, they love each other or like, I believe like these sorts of things, um, or they're born like this. And Mm. what do you do with someone who just like genuinely like their whole life felt attracted to the same sex or genuinely their whole life hated being a woman, wanted to be a man and, um, or vice versa. Like I think, it was really great for me when you would start these messages, a cultural architect, you'd always start mm-hmm. in the beginning and you always try yeah. to sing the sound of music song. Yeah. You could do it again this Sunday. Maybe, maybe sound of music start <laughs> at the very beginning. It's a very Keep good place to start. Suspense. Yeah. But I, I, when I was thinking Genesis, like bad it, joke, I get it. No, no, it's not a Jeez. bad joke. No, I just noticed you said it and I wanted to like sing it every time. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> should have. Yeah. Um, but thinking then like we did not make the rules to life. And I think so much of culture, so much of the church, like we want to be the rule makers. Mm. And, but mm. if we could like submit to God and to his plan and to his best, like that is where the money is. And yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in, in Romans 1, I think it actually says like they didn't submit to God and they weren't thankful. And so mm-hmm. he gave them over to the desires of their heart yep. to become degraded in their passions and men burned with lust for yeah. men and women for women. And they exchanged the image of God for the image of created things. Right. And, and, but just thinking one of the first steps was like just just getting out from deciding there's not a rule maker. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what can set us free, I think, in conversations like this is saying I am not I didn't write Genesis one mm-hmm. like I didn't make the beginning. I didn't make a man's body this way. I didn't make a woman's body this way. We had nothing to do with what we were created biologically and how that works, but God did. And so if we submit to him, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that was what, I mean, that was the verse we read in the first week of the series, this, Mm -hmm. the sin thing, which is, has to serve as the foundation for all of this, which is Genesis one. And then that Romans one verse, exactly like they exchanged the glory of God to worship what was created instead of the creator. And it's like really not cool to say it, but like we have to, we can't worship ourselves over what God says. Right. Well, I think as, 
I mean, I love history, but if mm-hmm. you look in past centuries, especially, there's been this, we have thrown off monarchy. We've become, like, we just, as a nation, we have become more self-governing. And I wonder if some of that hasn't seeped mm. into our heart culture, where it's like, I oh, want to totally. be my own boss. But I think, like, when I read, even, like, mystics from, like, 16th century, they had such a reverence for God or Puritans mm. that I'm like, man, I I am missing that in my conversation. Like, I forget <laughs> that he's he's God. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. Like, I need to be quiet. And Job even said, like, I put my hand over my mouth. Like, I've said totally. too much. You know, just like, yeah. this Gosh, in this yeah. conversation, too, like. When Job has the conversation with God of, like, how could all this kind of stuff happen? And I don't remember which chapter it is. I think it's towards the end, but God's like, time out. Hold up a second. Right. Where were you? I know. And he lists off like all this stuff. <laughs> and he goes into like the Leviathan. Yeah. 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 All these kind of things like, where know. were you when I put all this together? Right. Yeah. Before, before you tear into me right. and question me about how this all ought to go, I just want to ask, where were you when mm-hmm. I put it all together? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's super fair. Yeah, God. I know. <laughs> and sometimes that it, like <laughs> I have no idea where I was. Could right. you explain that? Yeah, actually, right. <laughs> tell me. I was talking to one of my one of my mentors was talking about like just how funny it is with with husbands and wives and the drives and whatever years how things affect things. And she was like, I would love to ask God about this one day. But she's like, but basically, like he's right. Like he whatever he says. <laughs> exactly. Like no one in the end. That's why. So like freeing. Yeah. It stings it. so bad sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's so freeing. And like, I think we're made to be ruled by something, which absolutely. is why sexual, we are well, never absolutely. in control of our sexuality. It like either we're in control where whether the Holy Spirit controls it or the world controls it, but we mm-hmm. never control it. You know, it's like, so to submit it to God means he's, he's ruling yeah. our sexuality and that's a good thing Totally, because otherwise it just dominates, right. you know? And, and I think like this is really broad to say everybody, but I'm pretty sure I haven't talked with everybody, but like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> everybody needs to, everybody needs to submit their sexuality to God. Yeah. It's not like only, it's not like homosexual people are not the only people who oh need to gosh. submit their sexuality right. to right. God. Like that was the whole reason I shared my testimony. Right. It's like left to my own devices. Right. I did I'm not stumble into yeah. the only thing that I feel like my body wants to do and is attracted right. to is one man and one woman in a lifelong covenant marriage mm-hmm. together. Right, right, right. That's like just naturally the only context my body wants to express sexuality. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's that and yeah. I yeah. E- included in that spectrum is the like, are, are people who are like really like nervous. Of, like mm-hmm. I don't even want anything to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that needs to be submitted to God too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 Because, of because of every because of the whole conversation, right. like mm-hmm. it's like wow, we we all every single one of us has to walk with God in this because we all need the help and we mm-hmm. all and we are living in a world and and that's so broken in this and and it's it's sex. I mean, it, pretty much any time brokenness or uh, sin or whatever is talked about through the Bible, like sexual sin is part of it. There's something so yeah important and significant about what God made sex to be that it is at the core of so much brokenness throughout history and every Mm -hmm. generation and every uh, society and every culture and every individual, you Mm -hmm. know, there's like this thing that is, we need to submit to God and Mm -hmm. have him push us in the way that we're Mm -hmm. supposed to go. I, I think that's a testimony 
to wow okay this really matters right mm-hmm. right well and i i love like when jesus you know the seven churches he speaks to in revelation mm. several of them are like but you've tolerated the woman jezebel or you've mm-hmm. tolerated the nicolaitans or whatever and right. they're these like sexually really weird things yeah, yeah. Right. and just realizing they he he first he says like these are the things you're doing well except right. for this thing so like yeah. let's not make sexuality right. the hill we crucify people on but totally. like let's also especially not a specific ign- sexuality right, right, right totally but like let's not ignore it either right and so how do we just how do how do we be people that yeah. do that well? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because in Revelation, one of the churches he says like you've you've given yourself to all this sexual sin, but then he says to the one who overcomes, I will give to the, I will give the nations. Mm. And it's like mm-hmm. we cannot forget that whole part of the conversation, mm-hmm. and it's not that half of the conversation. I think mm-hmm. that that's the 99 percent of the conversation right. is what is God offering on the other side of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Too often, the 99 percent of the conversation is the sin part, mm-hmm. and the one percent part is the you should stop key. sinning. Yeah. When I think the one percent is like, okay, this is sin and it's leading to death, and if we'll move on and repent mm-hmm. and let God and submit to Him, like, hello. Mm-hmm. The yeah. world opens up mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. that it is that we're called to and everything our heart's looking for blows wide open. Right. And God says, if you can conquer that, you know, to that church, if you can just conquer this thing, I will give you the nations. Mm-hmm. Like the nations will know me. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Okay. And so I know that that, that for, for me in really in sin at all, that's the most motivating thing for me is not, right. not sinning. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, if I can... Like God says that the pure in heart will see God. We'll see him, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I really want that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, my anger, my temptations right. on whatever direction, it's like, geez, I really want to <laughs> not sin. Because mm-hmm. seeing God, mm-hmm. that sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. Like, really amazing. Yeah. I, I think there's like two two camps of like this this conversation and one would be more what I was talking to someone who mentors high school students and she was mm. talking about how many of them are pansexual or bisexual like they just kind of choose and so there's this like curiosity driven mm. thing but then there's also the brokenness thing where that's like there's legitimate hurts and so I feel like as a church like pastoring mentoring being like hey there's a best way to do sexuality there's right. a way that's going to give you life but then also how to like to address the hurt and pain and say, like, how, how do we help people walk through sexual brokenness to realize, oh, maybe the way Chad and I were just talking yesterday, there was someone, a really famous woman who is a lesbian, came out and just talked about being molested as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, just, like, for us not to underestimate right. the devastation that happens in young, early years that can create these lifelong things. And how do we be a church who mm-hmm. helps people emotionally heal before we address their behavioral like, hey, you gotta, you gotta pull it together when they're like, hey, I'm yeah. like bleeding on the inside here. Right. And, totally. And That's so true. Anyway, just like, how do, how do we give time to people and, and realize that there's just so much more going on than the yeah. outward orientation people right. are walking in? Yeah. That's huge. I mean, like we, like we said in the message, like sex is, is not just a physical, biological function. Totally. So yeah. I loved when you said that. Brokenness. It's not just a right. physical, biological mm-hmm. event that was isolated and happened in the past. And you don't right. heal it by stuffing it. Nothing, no. you know, I, was it Stefan? Someone said recently, right. time does not heal all wounds. That's so like such totally. a lie. Time makes wounds worse. And how yeah. do we, mm-hmm. how do we say yeah. we're committed to, to being with the Holy Spirit on the mm-hmm. healing journey? Like yeah. he's totally. the healer. And yeah, I don't want right. to push people. I was listening once, I think it was Sean Bowles. He was talking about um, a church in Nevada that had a lot of, um, 
like cross dressers that would get on the host team and they would they'd be in like walking with mm-hmm. the Lord, walking down repentance, but they're not they're not arrived just like we're not yeah. arrived. And so they just let people be wherever they're at in the journey yeah. and someone was offended by it. And, and it, but when he was sharing the story, it was this beautiful picture of like, let's not rush people to look a certain way. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? I just, no, like, I, I, I want to be a church yeah, that does that right. well. That, I like, think something we say a lot yeah, in our, in our different leadership circles are like, we have to, our highest priority has to be somebody's next step Mm -hmm. and everybody's next step is different, Mm -hmm. but everybody has a next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like every Sunday when I preach a message, like I have a next step to take on that thing Mm -hmm. too. Just because I'm standing up on a stage with a microphone preaching, it doesn't mean I've got it. Mm -hmm. So like I have to understand personally that when I stop taking my next step, I'm out. Like I'm, in as much danger as anybody else That's on the right. planet to That's do right. anything at any time. Yeah. So the momentum's got to be continue moving forward. And so, you know, yes, are there, we all have boundaries on things and yeah. at different times, things, certain things do need to be in place for certain mm-hmm. things to be able to happen and all of that. But the priority and the goal for any human and per, for any person in the room right. that we have to be committed to making in our church is like, what what our highest what we get excited about is you taking your next step. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not you arriving at X Y Z line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until we don't start celebrating you right. once you get there. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like we celebrate the next step. And That's so right. That I think that leaves a lot of room for yeah. a lot of things. And a lot of conversations, and that's hard, and you know, yeah. all, all those sort of things. But but again, it starts with that humility and the love of like, well, I've got next steps too, mm-hmm. and you know, that's right, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I think so. You asked like, how do we do this well, mm-hmm. and how do we engage this well? And I think it's to live the mission that God's called us on. It like when we are truly doing that, when we are truly making disciples, that's having a relationship with mm-hmm. people and helping them take their next steps with God, and helping them follow and look more like Jesus no matter where they are on the spectrum Mm -hmm. of life Mm -hmm. or where we would classify them on the spectrum you know Mm -hmm. and so when as we're living out making disciples giving our lives and focusing our lives on what he's called us to do that is the most loving thing Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. and that's how we have good conversation with people and so I think I think when we give our lives to that that's what we see that that's how we best engage that is just do what he said yeah (laughs) you know yeah we need to give a shout out to counseling. Good counseling is always oh. awesome. Yes. Very yes. true. I just want to make sure we say that. That's I true. think that this can this can totally become one of those church conversations where it's like if you just keep spending time with God, everything goes away. Yeah, no. And it's like, that's not what we're saying. We're not, not saying at all. That. But we are saying you should always keep spending time with God. Right. And totally. there's also we need people walking alongside of us that's too. Right. So yeah. just want to we make sure we make that comment, yeah. especially when it comes to sexual brokenness and pain and abuse and all of those sorts of things. Like so good. praise God for godly people who are trained and given their lives to help mm-hmm. folks heal that's so to so part- true. and like it's always in partnership with the holy spirit and like let's hit everybody here you know mm-hmm, right. <laughs> like we need god and we need people walking alongside of us so yes. just want to throw that out no that's <laughs> good that's good it's a good closing note to to just stay it. humble as mm-hmm. a church and to not act like we have all the answers and that if right. we just get everyone who's ever struggled in our room they'll be healed but like to just yeah. trust god right to trust the relational process how long I, have we been going are we finishing we're for finishing right now what, yeah. how long has it been i think 45 minutes oh wow okay yeah i think there's something else that is worth saying okay there's a little bit of a change of direction but i think is helpful it. Please. because part of the cultural conversation i think 
gets complicated in a different way when it comes to like legislation and requirements that You're are right. starting to create space where, uh, especially like in spaces for our kids and schools mm-hmm. and things like that, yeah. where there's a requirement to teach that Certain any things. number of these things is okay and shouldn't be pushed against. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the question of how do we love the world we live in gets a little bit more complicated when that starts to happen right. and when it's not just relational anymore. It's right. not just a friendship and all of that. And so I think like um, it becomes almost an indoctrination. Yeah, absolutely. Like an, an and so I think, generation. I think at that point, I, I think that's, that is a point where I think it becomes vital mm-hmm. to be incredibly clear still um, 100% compassionate towards people, but extremely clear and firm on, uh, how do I say it? The, that stuff, the the, the laws and regulations and all that. So I think like when, when it comes into like, oh my gosh, my kid is in school Mm -hmm. and they're about to start doing some sort of sex education and they're going to tell them, they're, they're about to tell my 12 year old that if they ever have the thought mm-hmm. that this and that and the other thing, that's super normal and they should experiment with that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are we okay with those being the laws of the land? I know, that makes like it, steam come out of my ears. Oh, a hundred percent. It's terrifying. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, it's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> yeah. so all of that. So I think yeah. that's, a, that's a, I, I don't even really want to, I don't think we need to get into it. I think I just, I feel, feel like it needs to be at least addressed in this conversation because I think they're different things. There's people and then there's like the environment we're in, the laws of the land and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the political spirit that the enemy would be pushing because he hates, he hates the Bible because he hates what God said. And so, yes. And, and so I think just like sin, it has a spirit that demands that we submit to it. Mm -hmm. And so we will not submit to the lie that, these things are good and right, right and helpful for people and for our children and for all of these folks. Right. We will not submit to that. And so we will stand right. against agendas yes. that are going to hurt people mm-hmm. because we love people. Mm-hmm. That right. is going to play out differently even mm-hmm. in the looks of our faces when we talk about it right. when it's a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so I, I just want to throw that in at the no, end. No, I think that's, that's really great. good. And I think it's good to like... I think you did a Ten Commandments message a while ago, but like you said something about like the Ten Commandments aren't just like a good idea for the Jewish people. It's like right. they're just a good idea for humanity. Yeah, yeah it's and, how God outlined creation to right. work. And uh, I, I think Robert Herbert has some interesting <laughs> yeah. things about Geneva, Switzerland. This like mm-hmm. basically they 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 rebooted a city that was given over to prostitution and gambling and all this gross stuff because they just took biblical principles and rebuilt the city and then it became like one of the most like intellectual hubs anyway yeah all that to say <laughs> no it's great based on that as well i yeah like don't be afraid to say i'm going to support yeah what you're saying right yeah well th- just the last thing i'd love to say on that is i think the world is looking for mm-hmm. a people to With live a backbone out, like yeah. rightly what yeah. god has called yeah, and when we do, do that things change totally and it's in us to do that mm-hmm and that's the a loving thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, let's not. That's great. Let's not be asleep on the job, church. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Let's pray because I feel like that's a great conversation. Yes. I'll finish this off with praying. We'll be back next week for another scandalous topic. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you are so wise and you are so good. And I thank you that your extension of salvation is for all people, that you. You want the whole world to know who you are. Um, 
and who you are. And so I just ask for every person who's listening, I ask for freedom to love people well um, and freedom to love you well and to submit to your plan for their life. And I pray in any way that the enemy has um, brought in junk and confusion, I just ask for clarity from the Holy Spirit for all of us. And I pray that as we have conversations with different people, that we'd be be like Jesus who attracted sinners and gluttons and people that they that wouldn't agree with Jesus on everything, but they were attracted to his love. And I thank you, Jesus, that you came to give life and life abundantly. And we believe you. And so I just ask that in our sexuality and in our in our lives like that, God, that we would be representatives of life and ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation, not ministers of laws and rules and pulling it together for other people, Lord. Um, and I, I do ask that your agenda for our nation would be seen and would be birthed out of the church stepping forward, Lord. And we ask that you would, in the heavenly places, um, would stop the corruption uh, especially for our kids and for younger generations, Father. I thank you that you are, like in James where it says like true true religion is looking out for widows and orphans, but also just for like the kids. It's like, it's mm. basically the innocent and the unprotected. And so I just thank you that that is part of what we're called to as a church. And I pray that we would do it well. And Lord, I, I pray that we would be known um, in Indianapolis as a city on a hill and a, and a church that that um, is just helpful. Like what Andrew keeps saying, it's helpful. Um, and we love you, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. amen.